0: I believe in the Church of Baseball. You're listening to the Complete Game Ministries podcast, where we love baseball, we love God, but we know baseball is not God. You trying to say Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball? You're going to hear from players, coaches, and baseball ministry guys from all over the world as we talk about what it looks like to be faithful on the baseball field amongst the F-bombs and the 2 spit. So put on your cup and grab a Bible as we talk about the gospel of Jesus Christ in the language of baseball. Now batting, your host,
1: Justin Dillard. Welcome to episode five of the Complete Game Ministries podcast. I'm Justin Dillard, and today we're sitting with Hunter Bingham out in SoCal, who is uh, with SoCal FCA and the assistant GM of the SoCal Catch. How are you doing this morning, Hunt?
0: I'm doing great, man. Uh, recruiting the team. Things are coming together really well for us. So, yeah, doing great.
1: Awesome. So you are in Southern California now, and before that, you were in Kansas City playing at William Jewell. Before that, you were in Colorado playing high school ball here in, uh, in in the Denver metro area. So, um, so you're there. Tell us the story. How is it that you know? In your like, you're doing baseball ministry now. How'd you get there?
0: Yeah, <laughs> man. That's a that's a great question. Well, I think. I think what it starts with is is God changing my heart primarily, um, and baseball was just a big love of mine that that He came into that world. He came into used baseball to come after me in a, in a really big way. So, is you it know, used baseball? Up, yeah, or used yeah. baseball. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Used baseball. Got it. Got it. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm like yeah. youth baseball, huh? That that's when it did it for you. Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah just watching youth baseball is just like a passion of Like I'll just like sometimes sneak out by myself to go watch some youth baseball games.
1: You know, fantasy thirteen U league.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, straight
1: exactly. up, straight up Goodwill hunting style. <laughs>
0: Yeah. It's like a sad scene where like, there's a tear in my eye. Like as I'm standing on the side, watching youth baseball players.
1: (laughs) Okay. So yeah. How did God use baseball to, to, to transform your heart? Yeah. And from what and to what?
0: Yeah. Those are great questions. So I, you know, like, like you, like AJ's talked about, like so many guys, I'm sure that, are, that are out there, you know, we, we see ourselves as baseball players. I always like when I'd introduce myself to somebody, it's like, Hey, I'm Hunter. Like I play baseball. Like, just like, it was so connected and integrated into who I, who I am, who I was as a person that, like, there was really, like, no, no separation for me. Like, the way I dressed, the way I talked, the people I wanted to hang out with, the way I spent free time, the way I played video games, like, it all surrounded baseball. You know, that really was, like, kind of the center and focal point of my identity and what I was trying to do from, from when I was, like, a kid, um, and certainly into high school, um, yeah, going, going through that whole process. And so, as, as we know though, and as everyone knows that when you do that, I mean, baseball is such a game of up and downs and failure is such the popular thing to say. Hmm. It just puts you in such a, such a bad spot. Um, when you're only seeing yourself as a baseball player, especially when things go wrong. Um, and when things go well, to be totally honest. So I'll, I'll, I'll jump into my story like senior year of high school. So my senior year of high school. I actually do really well. It's the best year of baseball that that I've ever played. I'm a captain on the team. Um, All-conference year, hit over 400, hit for power for, like, the first time. I feel like I've, like, put on muscle and stuff. So I'm feeling great about myself. Like, now I have this, like, inflated identity of who I am and, like, how I think of myself because everything is going so well. So I'm in this, like, almost... Um, euphoric spot just throughout my senior season and my senior year that like man nothing can touch me nothing can get me down hmm. and uh, and the, the problem with that was is then when when our team lost our final few games and didn't make the playoffs and um, you know I didn't come through in a couple clutch situations I could have sent us there you know I was pretty devastated um, but like at the same time I was like okay well I'm going to college I have an offer to go here like we're going to be fine and then when I get to college, like, like um, so many people have this experience of, of going from like being the man on your high school team uh-huh. to showing college and there's no respect as a freshman in college. You know, as a freshman college baseball player, you get no respect. You're treated as if you don't know anything about baseball, as if like you're totally new to the game and you have to like start from, from the absolute zero and work your way up to earn respect. And there's elements of that that like now I understand you know having gone through it and, and I get that but at the time it devastated me. I had no idea what to do because I, I had no idea who I was. I, I came to college only with the plan of being there to play baseball. I, I signed with a college in a state I'd never been to in my life just to go play baseball because hmm. it was a chance where I could play right away and see what happened. you know go go one year at a time, go one step at a time to keep getting better and try to keep that dream going. And, you know, to to show up and to be just at the bottom of the barrel was devastating. I remember um, just really, like, anxiety, depression, like, just, like, kind of, like, withdrawing and, like, just kind of walling off to other people and stuff because I, like, didn't have confidence anymore. Like, I just – I didn't even know who I was really. And there were other things things I was struggling with in my life too. At this point, like, there were, like, relationships, friendship stuff, just, you know, going to college for the first time. A lot was going on. It was at, at this time where God really broke into my world and through me praying and just like crying out to God, He He really spoke to me. And as I was reading the Bible, He really spoke to me um, and exposing that I I made baseball something that it was never meant to be. Hmm. And I and I I can't really explain it, but but I remember just feeling it sitting in my dorm room like over over Thanksgiving time. You know, and, and, and trying to like figure out what was going on, just being so upset and, and depressed is probably even a fair way to put it. Just being so upset with life and just so unhappy and thinking, man, I'm lit, I'm supposed to be living my dream right now. Like I'm playing college baseball. I'm doing what I, what I thought I was supposed to do, what I've always wanted to do, yet I'm miserable. And I was just trying to figure it out and I was praying and, you know, crying out to God and, the stuff in it. and I just remember so clearly him speaking to me and just putting on my heart that I'd made baseball something it's not supposed to be and that I'd look to baseball to be everything for me, that it, it was where all my hope was. It was that if baseball was going good, I was good. If baseball wasn't going good, I wasn't good. And, and it just like so, so clearly expressed like, like that's that's not what I created you for. I did not create you to be a baseball player, like to to be Hunter, the baseball player. Like that that's not your like fundamental identity and purpose. Like I can take baseball away, and like I still like created you. I still love you. Like I saw the purpose and a plan for you, and I just like it, it was it was in there were some moments there where things started to just shift in my head and in my perspective. Um, man, what, what am I really doing here? What am I really supposed to do? And, you know, if if I'm a Christian and if I'm following Jesus, you know, how does, how is that supposed to change the way I'm viewing baseball? How is that supposed to change the way my attitude is and the way I work and the reason why I'm here, the reason why I'm playing college ball? And so it was over that time where I really felt like God started to change my perspective. It's through conversations I had with people, through reading the Bible, through prayer, all those different things. Really, my, my perspective started to change, but it took me hitting this place of kind of a bottom. Before, before my eyes were opened a little bit to, to the possibility and to the reality that my identity really wasn't in baseball. And the more I look to baseball to, to, you know, make me okay, to make me feel happy every day, like the less happy I'm going to be. So that, that's, that's where this whole thing
1: started for me. That's so interesting because I feel like so many times, like, well, guys get to the point where they recognize, okay, my identity isn't in this game. But then they still show up to the ballpark every day, and so what's what changes? Like how what what really is different once you? I mean, what's the difference between being able to say that and then believing it and operating it? Like, okay, my identity is elsewhere, and if so, where where is that? Like, then what am I doing here for? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, no, abs- absolutely, absolutely. I think. For, for me, it it
0: came down to the fact that performance is not who I am. Like how I perform today is not, is not contingent on like my attitude and my identity of who I am. So if I have a Mm -hmm. really good day at the field today, or if I have a really bad day at the field today, like that doesn't define who I am. One, as a player, but even more so as a man and as a young guy trying to figure out life. That if I, if I show up and suck, I mean, that would devastate me. And now it was this perspective of like, bro, like if you suck, like you, it's one day, it's not who you are, you know, that's, you, you messed up, but there's ways you can learn from that. And, and there's such a bigger picture here and there's so much more to be thankful for with you being able to play. I think, I think it just, it it changes, it changes your motives for being out there. It 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 changes from saying, I'm out here just for myself to prove myself or to earn or to um yeah, I think I think it's changing it from needing to prove to everyone that like I'm I'm good enough, like I need to validate myself. Hmm. And that it, it's it's taking this perspective of like, no, God says like I'm already validated, like I already have value, I have strength, and that's like from Christ. I'm already love, like I'm already in a good spot. So now, like, out of that joy, out of that freedom of knowing I have nothing else to prove, now I'm going to show up to the park and I'm going to enjoy this. I'm going to be thankful. I'm going to play as hard as I can. I'm going to give my best effort. But regardless of the results, like, God's in control of that. Like, now all I need to do is just be thankful and play, play my ass off.
1: (laughs) That's just, that's the gospel in general, is that, like, we don't, like, there's nothing in our performance, not just in baseball, but in life, like, that you don't earn your way for God's approval, you know? So that's what kind of throws off just our whole mentality, because the way that, you know, we operate under coach, I mean, that's going to reflect the way that we think we operate under God, or even subconsciously operate under God. You know, like, you know, coach is more pleased with me when I'm doing well, you know, God is more pleased with me when I'm, you know doing the things that I'm supposed to be doing and not doing the things I'm not supposed to be doing. And then our our whole lives are about our performance and that's, that's completely anti-gospel, you know? So to be honest with you, you know, it takes me off, at least around here where I live, there's like this new thing, like we're, you know, these t-shirts that say, you know, be a good person, you know, and obviously there's nothing bad about being a good person other than, the, you trying to be a good person is the enemy of the gospel. <laughs> you know, yes. so it's not the opposite of being a good person isn't being a bad person. The opposite of being a good person, I think, is following Jesus, yes. you know, because it's it, you can't be a good person, you know. And because you couldn't be a good person, because you couldn't reach God with your performance, God reached us, you know, in the form right. of his son and did what right. we could not do and live a perfect life, you know, and then died our death for us as the penalty of our low performance, you know, and then gave us life, gave us this, his life. So we're not living our own life anymore. You know, like you're, you're literally, you know, playing with house money with something that somebody else gave you, you know, and it's like, okay, now you have that, that shit, like you said, that should give you this freedom. So hopefully we're playing with a freedom on the field, you know, to, to glorify God, not, you know, weighed down by the burden of if I suck today, then I'm worthless, you know, because my yeah. identity's not, your identity is not in your performance. Your identity is in his performance, and he didn't suck.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think another part of that, too, is, like, the the pride that we naturally have as guys and just baseball players especially of wanting to say, man, like, look what I did. I earned it. I proved it. And, oh, like, yeah. what, what God says and, like, what our God, what, what an identity in Jesus says is, dude, this is all a gift. Like, this is all a free gift like you would not be here if God didn't give you the gifts, create you the way he created you, put you in the situation you're in to have this opportunity to play. Like it's all from God. And when you have that humility to say, man, this isn't like like at the end of the day, like God, you know, so much had to happen for God to put me here in this situation. You know, it gives you a humility then of of not needing to of when something good happens or something bad happens, it doesn't shake you. The same way that if, if it's all on you, if it's all on your shoulders, man, then, then good days are going to puff you up like crazy and bad days are going to beat you down like crazy. But if it's all a gift, then you're able to like be thankful in in all things like like when it's a good day when it's a bad day like you can rejoice in in what in what you do is just work hard you have fun like you and you play you play hard you know what i mean and like you love your teammates like you don't it it becomes so much more simple and like that's i think where like the joy starts to return to baseball you know i mean i know so many college baseball players that just like have lost the fun in playing like lose like the joy of being out there you know and and like it's something that Guys just feel like so much weight and weighed down and so like afraid or so puffed up. You know, it's just like so many different feelings or emotions that go, go into this game. It's like, man, this is, this is supposed to be something that's a gift and, and filled with just joy mm-hmm. and that, that the competition should be
1: fun. So, so what, how'd that happen for you? So you were, we went from, you're in your, you know, over Thanksgiving and you're realizing your identity, you know, so what was that process that you went through that God transformed your heart into, you know, you realizing what it was you just described?
0: yeah so the first step in that process was being humbled is that since I didn't humble myself I think God humbled me and
1: I'm thankful for that that and the game humbles us on a daily basis yeah exactly exactly
0: I think it's it's to be humbled like AJ mentioned in the first episode he said that what changed for him was admitting he was broken was admitting like he needed a savior like coming to that spot of humility so I think that was the first thing for me was just like a real humility of saying man I'm I'm a mess. I'm not in a good spot. I'm not in a good spot right now. And uh, I think admitting that fully is freeing to then accept the grace of God and accept the gift of God in Christ and to say, man, I don't have to pretend to be strong. Like I'm not strong, but God, you're strong for me. And so that's, that's, that's what started this. That's, that's what, um, you know, started taking me in that direction. Then from there, it was, it was daily prayer it was i i started like reading the the bible and i know that sounds cliche but i i started reading the new testament for the first time and actually like reading through it and like praying through it and asking god for help and asking him to like show himself and reveal himself to me give me strength and all those things and he did and, and through a daily battle like I, I i remember feeling growth it also happened through conversations with people um you're a guy actually that you know are we i reached out to you pretty pretty early on in this in this process of wanting to uh you know get get connected and get some help figuring out what it what it meant you know to kind of follow jesus and and do baseball and so i think getting getting discipled if you want to call it that or just being in community with other guys that are trying to do this also is so to try to to try to do this as like the one baseball player on a team would be really hard would be really hard but to but to have like a teammate, you're doing. You're you're able to talk about this stuff with, or to have like a mentor to have some to have, that you're able to talk about this stuff with. That was huge for me. So I would encourage guys like that to try to do this on your own. Is is probably impossible. I'm not saying it is impossible, but like very very different.
1: I actually think it is. I, I think it is yeah. impossible. The you know we the hard part is you know Hollywood would tell you differently. You know you get the whole Rambo mentality, but the reality is. there's no way in real life Rambo doesn't last like 10 seconds in the jungle against the whole army, you know? Um, but then like, what's the coolness in that story? So like they, they, there's something that, you know, even the American ideal of, you know, bootstrap, you can do this yourself and all like all that. that, that, That's all right. That's a lie that we believe, you know, where we were all meant (laughs) to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, but it was never, ever, ever meant to be private. You know, where, right. where Christ died for the church. You know, yes, Christ died for you, but they didn't, he, he didn't die for you separately from the church. You were always meant to be in community, um, you know, like even when Jesus sent people out. Like Jesus wasn't a lone wolf, man. He surrounded himself with a dozen other other dudes, and one of them was an idiot, you know, or they're all idiots. But one of them really went off the deep end, you know, where like he didn't even Jesus didn't have a 100 percent success rate is what I'm saying, you know. Judas. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, so we, were not, we weren't supposed to be the same way. You never get to a point where you don't need, you know, accountability and mentorship and people speaking into your life. And that, that never happens. Uh, you know, so like that's, you know, that's something that we're all meant to have. We're all, you know, go and make disciples. You know, disciples are learners, somebody who, who learns to get into the word and follow Jesus. And that's something that we do together. Like that was always meant to be the model. Um, or else, you know, even if you could do it by yourself, then, then what you're going to get is like, Hey, I don't need anybody, which is that pride that led to, you know, that takes you away from the humility that you're talking about to begin with. You know, you can't have both. Um, you know, so yeah, we all need other people. We are never meant to do this in isolation or else we will die. (laughs) You know, it will eat us up, chew us up and spit us out in a heartbeat. Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
0: And I think, and I think that's, so your original question was what led you into baseball ministry? And I think yeah. this is it, you know, is, is the idea that man, there were like you and other guys and other people were there for me in ways that I really needed it. And then there were times that nobody was there for me and I needed it. And, uh, <laughs> I, remember how, and I remember how hard that was. And so now I've, I've felt this strong call from God to, to do my best to position myself to where in, in the baseball community, I can help. Uh, be a resource and live in community with other guys that are trying to follow Jesus that, that are playing baseball. And that's, that's, that's my passion. My, I, I love the relationship aspect of, of the game we play. And I love how the game points to other things in life that, that baseball is a metaphor, you know, for all of life and for much bigger realities in life and, and how we deal with life. And so. Those those two things are really the the reason why now I I've, I feel such a strong call or just a desire to to be doing this full time. Hmm.
1: That's awesome, man! Well, I like how you say that. How you know, baseball basically is a, a microcosm of life because I think it does two things. One, it minimalizes. So, like you know, like it ultimately, is baseball is the safe place to live out life because you know. If you succeed or fail, no big deal. Like, it's it's just a game, you know. Um, so, but on the other hand, it maximizes because if it is a reflection, then you want to do it to the best of your ability. Because if you're going to be okay with failure here, you're going to be okay with failure when real life hits. Um, so, I think it does both where it's like, okay, no, you want to go and do, you know be a good steward of the gifts that God's given you and do it to the max. But it's in a safe place where if you fail, it's okay. (laughs) You know, like nobody, nobody's going to care. Like look back two seasons ago, like nobody really like, or even like any of the seasons you've ever played. Do you remember your record every year or your batting average? I mean, I hope you don't, um, you know, but like, but to your point, what you do remember is the kind of community that you had, the, the brotherhood that you had, um, you know and for me as i look back on seasons that i've had there i've had some you know i've been privileged to play in a lot of winning teams and some good teams but the guys that I keep up with, are guys that, like, we are, we had an awesome record and we, you know, won league and conference and went in the regionals, blah, 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 that I don't keep up with. Why? Because our mission in life together was to win baseball games. And the second we stopped wearing the same uniform, that stopped happening. We were no longer on mission together. But then there are some guys that were, we jumped into discipleship together, you know, and then our mission in life together was to further the kingdom of God and glorify God and we just happened to do that on a baseball field so then when the season ends and we stop putting on the same jersey our mission always it, it never stopped like it just so like guys that I played with at DBU I you know I can go back and we can do more than just drink and talk about how good we used to be we can get right. together and realize like dude we're still doing the same thing in different places and I'm encouraged by that you know so like that's that's so much bigger the mission is what what creates the brotherhood
0: yeah absolutely absolutely i i love that i
1: love that so and i'm encouraged by you man just because i know like you know i know that in southern california you're doing the same thing that i'm trying to do here that aj's doing out in west virginia the luke's doing out in the dominican republic and and guys that are listening all over the country all over the world right now are doing the same thing we can be encouraged by that that um the brotherhood is bigger than a season and a and a, a team a record anything that shows up in a box score it's bigger than that. Um, you know, and this is God's chosen instrument for us to, to use that, to draw people to him. So, um, that's awesome, man. Um, yeah. Any, anything else in your story that you feel is, you know, that we haven't talked about or touched on? Nope,
0: that that's my entire story.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is it. What is the okay? So what's the you know now that you're out there? Tell us a little bit more about where you are, what you're doing, and and how we can follow and uh, get a picture of what that looks like.
0: Yeah, sure. So. Um, primarily with, with my job, at least right now, I'm working for Southern California FCA baseball. Ben Orr is the uh, director of that down here. He's the general manager of the SoCal catch, the collegiate team that plays in the CCL. And I'm working directly with him down here. We have a great team of people. I think there's six people on staff now. Uh, Sean, Jeff, Aaron, Chelsea, they're, they're great. Um, we, we, um, have a great ministry down here. That God is just really blessed where we run camps, we run youth teams, we run an urban ministry now to, uh, like homeless shelters and that kind of thing and try to bring like, you know, we do these like wiffle ball events and stuff there. So we're doing all kinds of stuff. God's, God's growing it in some really cool ways down here. Um, and I specifically get to help out with our college team. So to college guys, man, there's no better experience, I think, as a college baseball player than getting to, getting to do a faith-based summer team, whether that's with Athletes in Action or Fellowship of Christian Athletes or whatever it is. But those experiences are life-changing, and they're incredible. And so I would say to college baseball players, man, pray about that, seek that out, um, seek out opportunities either down here with The Catch or with you guys in AIA. Or whatever, cause those, those are incredible opportunities. I mean, that's that I could have talked. We could do a whole podcast, you know, just on, on what, how that summer, you know, is just life changing for, for sure. myself, and for, for other guys too. So, so that's a big encouragement. Um, and yeah, really just trying to uh, create a summer. That's intentional about discipleship, about community, about that brotherhood. That's more than just winning games. Exactly what you were just talking about. That really is the goal is to bring guys together to show them that the mission and purpose is bigger than just winning baseball games. Although winning baseball games is an essential part of that purpose. So it's, it's, a, great, uh, it's a great opportunity. And I'm just, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. So we're recruiting the team so far. And uh, I'm excited to coach and, and already get those guys out here for the summer.
1: Nice, yeah. There, there's no better way to spend your summer than trying to learn how to live the gospel out on a baseball field in the month, in the middle of a of a league and competition, man. That's the way to go. So, how can guys? How can they follow you guys on social media? Your website? How can they look up more information on, on SoCal FCA?
0: Yeah, for sure. So we have a couple websites. We have uh, SoCal Catch, uh, SoCalCatch.org, and SoCal FCA. Um, actually, they're both com. SoCalCatch.com. SoCal uh, FCA.com. Awesome. Um, check those out. Yeah. And then on Twitter, we're all over Twitter too SoCalCatch, uh, SoCal Catch, SoCal Baseball, those kinds of things. Um, yeah. Check us out. Follow us there. We try to keep people updated on Facebook, Twitter, and the website.
1: Fantastic. Yeah. Look them up, follow them. And uh, yeah. So that'll do it uh, for this segment right now. We're going to take a break and listen to our sponsors, and we'll get to come right back. So stay right here on the Complete Game Histories Podcast. Hey guys, Justin here for Crossover Symmetry, who just released their new Gen 3 Crossover Symmetry system. And it's truly the best solution to properly warming up your shoulder, strengthening the weak links, rejuvenating after a heavy workout, and maintaining your arm over the course of your career. Not only does this allow you to push your arm strength and increase velocity, but it has proven to decrease risk of arm and elbow injuries and even eliminate pain. While it's a staple for countless pro and college players, it has proven successful at all levels of competition as an essential tool for any player's bag. So go to CrossoverSymmetry.com and use the promo code AthletesInAction 17 for a 17% discount and get your Gen 3 Crossover Symmetry system today. I have to take a quick second to give a shout out to my favorite sunflower seed company, Chinook Seedery. No joke, they're the best seeds I've ever tasted and they support Athletes in Action. So they're about doing good things in this world, including handcrafting the best tasting seed flavors out there, like Parmesan pepper, hatch green chili, smokehouse barbecue, and cinnamon toast. That's right, I said cinnamon toast. Not only are they the best tasting seed, they're somehow also the healthiest seeds on the market. So if you want to give them a try, head to ChinookSeedery.com and use the promo code COMPLETEGAME25 for a special 25% off discount. Seriously, go check them out if you like seeds, because they're freaking fantastic. That'll do it for us here on Episode 5 of the Complete Game Ministries podcast. Make sure to retweet and share this podcast for a chance to win an iBook copy of Well Coached by Keith Wall. So for Hunter Begum, I'm Justin Dillard. Go find win. Closing time. Open all the doors and let you out into...